Welcome to Chapter 3 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Ann Lara, CIO at Union Hospital of Cecil County. In this segment, Lara talks about the nagging concern that keeps her up at night, what she does to keep her team engaged and make them feel appreciated, and how she really feels about meaningful use. That's a really interesting initiative, and no, it, it's kind of one of those things where it's like we have to start, we have to lay the groundwork, uh, you know, before, mm-hmm. and, and kind of go from there. But just you know, you're talking about uh, changing the culture, changing the way patients re- relate with, with with clinicians and with, mm-hmm. um, and it's uh, it, it it to me that that that's an approach that really makes sense. Like, okay, we're going to start here, and you know, kind mm-hmm. of start, start and, and build on it. Yeah, build on it. Yep. Okay. Oh, that's great. It's very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, we're again, we're really excited, and it's been a great partnership with you know with with our case management group. They they're really excited. They've embraced the concept too, and um, you know, and, and again, the feedback that we get, um, we actually have a a weekly call with Vivify just to you know just to make sure that you know we're doing what we need to do. If there's any problems or questions, um, Vivify the folks from Vivify are there to help us with that too. So. Again, I mean, I, I'm, uh, it's a great partnership. I mean, the 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 industry is. Is, is so replete with all, all sorts of folks to work with. Um, so, again, I've, I've met a lot of, of really good folks um, in the industry that are all, they're, we're all trying to do the same thing in our own little way, right? So Vivify through their technology, AT&T through their data use plan, DataMotion through their, through their, um, their secure messaging, CRISP. Yeah, I mean, so it's, it's, it's a great time to be in healthcare. Yeah, oh, Definitely. Now, do we uh, do we touch on uh, most of uh, what you're focused on for the next uh, year or so? I know that there's probably so much going I think, on. I think, I think the the other thing that that always you know from a CIO perspective that you know I don't know if it keeps me up at night, but I always have to be kind of worried about is the infrastructure to support all this stuff, right? right. Um, it's it's all well and good to make use of you know Bluetooth technology or wireless technology, um, but one of the other things that I'm always cognizant of is. I need to make sure that, you know, my data is backed up, my data is going to be available, my system is working and operating the way it should be from a performance perspective. Um, and, and again, nowadays, I think the, the, the most recent statistic I've heard is that there's three wireless devices per individual now. Um, so I need to make sure, and one of my other, our other focus for this year is, to, is making sure that our wireless infrastructure is set up um, to support end users and support the technology. Um, because everything, if you look at it, everything is why I mean my IV pumps are wireless. We have a new program that the nursing department has set up. It's called telesitting. Um, so rather than have a, um, an individual sit with a patient that, you know, may be potential for falling, we have a, it, it, again, it, it's kind of like, rem- again, remote patient monitor in the hospital. So we have like a, it's like a camera on wheels that, that gives audio and visual cues, and, and we have a, folks kind of watching it via monitor what's going on in the patient, but that's a wireless device too. So we need to make sure that those things that are patient care critical um, are always operational from a wireless perspective. So we're always looking at ways to improve, enhance, make sure that we're prepared for what's coming next. So infrastructure is really, really important. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Without that, uh, all these mm-hmm. all these cool things don't do much good. That's exactly right. And and again, you know, always and they're, they're foundational. And the, you know, the other thing, information security is always very foundational for us too. Um, and again, kind of you know, it's important. 
And why it's important? Well, it's important because we're responsible for making sure that patient information is kept confidential where it needs to be. We're responsible for the health and the wellness of my of, of the, the hospital's infrastructure. We don't want, you know, nasty bugs or hackers to get into our system. And then finally, from a meaningful use perspective, you know, the government is really honing in on that information security piece and, and making sure that, you know, you do your security assessments um, routinely, that you're mitigating any vulnerabilities, and, and that's one of the requirements that you have to, you know, attest to. So it's really, really important. So, again, those, so infrastructure, information security, always foundational. And, of course, uh, I think I mentioned this before, is and my staff is extremely, extremely, extremely important um, to making all of this work. Um, so making sure that they're up to speed from an industry expertise perspective, making sure that they're challenged, making sure that they feel engaged, um, and making sure that they, you know, they, they realize how important they are and what a difference that they're making. Um, because sometimes HIM and HIS departments are kind of the, the wind beneath everybody's feet. You don't necessarily know that they're there unless something goes wrong, right? So, um, so when making sure that you know, they, they understand how important the things that they do are. Um, and, you know, they're, they're kind of, I, I call them the unsung heroes in terms of um, from an infrastructure perspective, from a data perspective, from a data governance perspective. I mean, they're, they're, they're it. So that's, again, yeah. that, that always goes with all these wonderful things that we're doing. Couldn't have done it, couldn't do it without a, a very, very um, dedicated and engaged staff. Yeah, and I guess that this, this is kind of the big question is, but what are some ways to, to, to do that to try to make sure that they are, you know, that they are engaged and that they are kind of um, uh, feeling that, that appreciation from your perspective? That's, and that's a great question. So, one, you know, one of the things that you know, do is, is you look for opportunities to, um, to have them shine. Like, are there special projects that they can work on? And there's plenty of special projects. Are there new things? Or is there a way to take a look at, you know, some of the um, – the daily things that they're doing that maybe they shouldn't be doing, like you know, password resets, for example. Um, do I need somebody on the on the phone, you know, helping to to reset someone's password, or is there technology out there that can help that to free that individual up to do other things, um, so where they can kind of grow and divide? I think rec- I think recognition is another big big you know calling them out when they've done a, g- a good job. Um, and, and again, Union Hospital does a really nice job with employee recognition, but we also try to do it in the department also, is, um, you know, recognize we're all here, you know, when someone kind of goes above and beyond, and it's really hard in, in, in my group because everybody goes above and beyond, and I'm just not saying that, but, but again, just doing that, um, you know, trying to get us on the radar screen. This is the, the third year that we're, um, we've been voted one of the best IT shops um, from a hospital perspective, so we're real excited about that, and, and we do that, you know, we say that proudly. Um, but again, you just kind of have to always be on the lookout for ways to make people feel good about what they're doing. And again, my philosophy of life, I want people to jump out of bed in the morning and go, wow, I have to go to work. So it's the little things. It's, you know, making sure that maybe they get FaceTime with the executive team. Um, you know, maybe they, you know, it is kind of scary that sometimes maybe they talk to the leadership team about what they're doing. So just looking for those opportunities where they, where they, can, where they can shine um, and, and grow. Yeah, I saw that about, um, you know, getting that, that recognition for one of the best uh, um, hospital IT departments, and that, mm-hmm. I'm sure, is just a really nice validation and, you know, kind of something, a really nice way of showing them, like, you know, yeah, you guys are doing a great job. 
Exactly, exactly. You know, and, and they should be proud of what they do. And it, it's it's um it's not an easy job. As I, as I said, you know, folks usually don't don't know you're there unless something goes wrong. So, yeah. So yeah. So so and again, I, and I and I say that to people. So you're you're doing a good job if you know. And but you know when the things when things happen and you have to um you know they have great customer service skills. So I think you know, they they again I'm very very fortunate, very very lucky. Yeah. Well, I guess the last thing I wanted to do is kind of get get your take on, um, you know, where where the industry is headed with meaningful use. I mean, obviously there have been some bumps in the road, but mm-hmm. in general, what are your feelings on uh, on this direction it's taken in the last couple of years? I mean, I, I feel very positive about about um, meaningful use. I know it's um, it's sometimes challenging and and time consuming to try to figure out how to make the re- make the requirements, but I think it's it's taken the industry to a place it wouldn't have gone unless there were meaningful use, right? It, it, and, again, I think the whole incentive program, I think, has worked really well. Um, but, but, again, what I'm finding is folks are actually getting the actual meaning um, and, and learning how to use their EMRs in a meaningful way. So, you know, CPOE is very, very important. CPOE, you know, is, is one of the ways that we're reducing medication errors. Um, looking at making sure that, med reconciliation is done, okay? What does that mean? And, and, and again, taking a step back and saying it's just not about collecting the data providers. It's about med reconciliation is all about making sure that, you know, somebody is looking at the um, number of medications a patient is on at every opportunity. And I want to say forcing, but making that part of the meaningful use criteria is making folks take a pause and going, does Mrs. Jones really need to be on these 50 medications? And, you know, so, so again, it's, it's looking at, at those pieces and parts and making us think critically about some of the clinical decisions we're making. Um, some of the things we're looking at in terms of VTE or stroke or AMI, um, again, they're all clinically driven. And, and using the EMR to help um, with decision support or um, having the providers actually take a pause and go, hmm, I wonder, did I really order, you know, this anticoagulant when I should not have? So, so it, it, it's, it's really helping us use the system in a meaningful way, but it's also geared toward helping patient outcomes. It's also, it's, I don't say forcing us, but it's also requiring us to become a little bit more standardized in terms of data and data collection. So as we move forward with population health or data analytics, we're, we're kind of comparing apples to apples, right, in terms of we know what practice is, we know how to compare it to best practices, and we know where there's a gap, and we know where there's opportunities. So I think it's, it's driving us in that direction. The whole concept in terms of transition of care, I think I, I, we'll get there. I, I'm not quite sure we're quite there yet. Um, the CCD document is, is a great document, um, but it's very long, has a lot of extraneous information. Um, but we'll figure it out. In term, but it's a step, right? It's kind of a proof that sending that information from one EMR to another one works. Um, so now we have to make that even more meaningful in terms of how can you consume that information, how can you present that data in such a way that it's meaningful to the individuals that are looking at it. Um, and again, I think there's going to be more and more patient engagement and tools to support, let me put this way, tools to support patient engagement, um, which ultimately are going to drive cultural changes to make the patient and the consumer know that it's their responsibility to know about their health and their wellness. So I think more to come, I think I see, you know, good things happening, um, and we've only just started the journey. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's a really great perspective, and, and it's, it's, it's good to keep that in mind. I mean, we hear so much about, uh, you know, all the challenges, but uh, it's great to get that big-picture perspective and say, look at how mm-hmm. this is changing things. Exactly, exactly. And, and again, it's going to be interesting to see. I know ONCIT just came out with their, um, their interoperability proposal, um, and interoperability is really, really important because, you know, as you said, you know, how, do you, how do you share the information? Are we ever going to get to the point where, you know, proprietary information in this format cannot – I'm not quite sure, but, you know, at least we're, we're addressing the concept. At least we're addressing the issue because, again, going back, again, get, putting it down at the patient or the consumer level, five different patient portals for one individual is a lot. Um, so what can we do to, to interoperate the information that's in all those, those um, patient portals? So, again, the information is there in one place, um, and it's there when – either the patient needs it or the provider needs it. So I, I think, again, there's a lot of things going on, a lot of things that, that, are, that are happening um, that I think are going to lead us down a good path. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, all right, well, that's a, that's a pretty ideal way to wrap things up, I would say. <laughs> but, um, but thanks so much for your time. Um, it's been really great to follow up and hear, you know, all the progress you've made. And, um, you know, it sounds like you're doing a lot of great things. Well, Kate, again, it's always a pleasure to talk with you, and um, I look forward to the next time. Yeah, definitely. Me too. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.